0: what about the black dating app called black <laughs> oh
1: it's funny i never used that one bro
0: but oh, hey man
1: i mean hey bro if you want to date a bunch of shaniquas go for it man look we sure yeah like I, me and fresh aren't really down with the brown nah, like that man. we ain't night riders. Nah, so bro, i'm good uh you know sometimes if they're you know red bone but like in general me and fresh uh, don't dabble in the dark if you know what i'm saying yep
2: move aside, sir. Order your man to step aside or there will be violence.
3: I choose violence.
0: Tell his high holiness he's always welcome to visit. I'm listening in the reset race,
4: you now tuned in the reset race. Uh, uh. You're listening to the reset race, you now tuned in the reset race. Put them back on the grill again. We grilling them, put them back on the grill again. We grilling them, put him back. On the grill again. Race, Ados need reparations to make America make great. America great. Uh, you're tuned in to reset race. We no longer starving while others eat off our plate. No, you're listening to reset race. Before we focused on our justice plan. We know what is at stake. Uh, you're tuned in to Reset Race You'll find out who really dealt justice and really who we fake. On the edge, go back to U.S. Southern plantations. Penny is Jim Crow and mass incarceration. redlining, and lynchings, we are old from those nation. You're not about justice if you ain't for reparations. Bias. M.G. the wise one, cousin mother intellectuals. Samantha bringing fire yeah. and top black, we pressing uh. you. No permanent friends uh. and no permanent enemies. Uh. The backbone of the country, the uh. so way you need our energy. Go I- on, see, listening to Reset Race. You now tuned in the reset race, uh, uh You listen in the reset race, you now tuned in the reset race, uh them back on the grill again. We grilling them, put them back on the grill again. We grilling them, put them back on the grill again. We grilling them, back on the grill again, we grilling, <laughs> grilling grill them grill up.
3: Uh. You're listening to Reset Race. Adoles need reparations to make America
4: make great. great. Uh, you are tuned in the reset race. We no longer starve while others eat off our plate. No. You're listening to reset race. We focused on our justice plan We know what is at stake. Uh, you are tuned in the reset race. to find out we really about justice and really who we think. Uh, uh, uh. Welcome to Reset
5: Race. We are back from 2022 and, uh, yeah, like I, well, this is going to be our first, this is, this is our first recording that we have done this year that we'll be releasing because the other video was last year because we still had a backlog. So my motto for 2022 is Cersei's I choose violence. So if y'all want to get out here and want to talk crazy about my people, I'm going to get out here and talk crazy as fuck about yours. And we're going to have discussions and issues and we're going to put this in. Dang, I say the F word every time within like the first two minutes. Thank God we don't monetize around this piece. So He said race. <laughs> telling you. So here we are. Um, we're uh, we're going to have our guest Alma coming in in a minute once he gets his uh, stuff. To, it's not to get to the his technology together.
4: And uh, we're going to go ahead and get John going. Come on, John. Yeah, what's up, everybody? My name is John C. I'm an average American Negro, a co host of Reset Race, and just overall great human being. <laughs> but, no, but um, you know, happy to be able to get into this video. What's this fresh and fit? Yeah, they had some choice words to say about Black Americans. So, so we're going to have to address this. but as always, I'm happy to be here. It's always a pleasure, and let's get to the show, y'all. Let's do it. Do some grilling.
6: All right. Uh, they call me Mud. Uh, you can find me on my social media at uh, of lineage. That's Twitter, Instagram, and Clubhouse. Um, Bit of dose TV coming soon. Let's get into it.
2: When this whole thing happened, you know, uh, in the media sphere, a lot of people who...
7: Sorry you know, for the by rant, by the
2: way, but... No, no, great. I love I love rants. Yo, but, but you guys probably saw a lot of different podcast hosts. They all put up statements, or they pretty much, like, disavowed you guys, right? And I had personal conversations with a bunch of them, like, on the phone, like, kind of, like, you know, trying to bridge the gap a little bit. And and one thing I noticed, and to really talk about, like, you know, as you said, the victim mindset, right?
0: Yeah.
2: I'm a first-generation American, Right. So I was born Same. in Jamaica. Same. You are too. I was born in the United States, but yeah, but, my but, parents, first, but, had but, first but, Yeah, Okay. So, so like you, you, your, your parents, what you saw in the household was probably more powerful than what you saw in your community Facts. because you saw them come over here and it's called the boot. I think it's called the bootstrap t- theory, which basically you pull yourself up by the bootstraps mm-hmm. and you don't, the excuse is you, you don't let hold you down. Yep. Right. Um, I was explaining to someone, and I'm like, yo, listen, I know the race conversation is very complex, yeah. but you also have to understand why they would have the mentality that they have. Mm-hmm. Because honestly, when I came from Jamaica to here, I really we didn't really have much. Honestly, I came over here, and, re- and when the reality hit, I was like, damn, I had it better over there. Now, granted, now all these resources, but... It was three. It was five people in a two-bedroom apartment. We at least had a room per person in Jamaica. Yeah. Now it was much more opportunities here, but we realized real quickly: no handouts. You got to yep. work for everything. Yep. Yeah. And there, there was no excuse to be made other than you're either gonna do it or not. And then if you didn't do it, you couldn't. And also, here's the thing: because we're immigrants, we couldn't rely on the system a yep. lot. Okay. Well, we failed, so give us money, or we failed, so give us this. So. Yep. We just had to do it. Mm-hmm. So the conversation I had with this guy is like, "Yo, listen, you first generation, and I'm gonna lump us three into this, right? Yeah. And this is why, you know, I I started to have a conversation with this person, and it felt like they were attacking me afterwards. Of course, because I was saying when we come from a different country, we the mentality is different. Yeah. And they base and the person basically said, well. Number one, no matter what country you came from, they probably had some, type, some of the same stuff we had here in terms of slavery, send third. But the psyche of the people here, and, and, and I was, I was talking about like some very subtle differences. I'm like, you know why I, I, I don't even see racism as the biggest obstacle? Mm. I see me being lazy as the biggest obstacle. Yeah. You know why? I come from a country, and, 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 and as, as it speaks to psyche, people who look like me are on the money from where I come from. Like, we're the majority there. Like, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not born in a cycle where it's like, hey, listen, yo, you already, you're, you're destined to lose. Mm-hmm. You're destined to lose. Like, you're black. So you, you pretty much, you have a, like, you're behind no.
5: I know he's trying to get in here, but can I have a, can we have a conversation about, nobody's talking about all the shit that's been stolen from us. Um, We built shit. We built towns. We built wealth white people took that shit back. That is in our grandparents' generation. This, a lot of these things that happen are our grandparents and our great grandparents' generation. This is shit that we would have right now.
8: The, the mortgages were so favorable uh, on, a 300, uh, on, a, on a 30-year um, uh, amortization basis that these families could pay less in their monthly housing charges. Then they had been paying for rent in public housing before they were subsidized to move into these developments. And um, this is how the suburbanization of the country occurred on an all-white basis. There were many returning war veterans, African-Americans, who could have afforded those homes. They were modest, inexpensive homes. Uh, uh, Levittown, for example, and these other developments I've been talking about were typically 750, 800 square feet. Um, They sold at the time for eight, nine, $10,000 $10,000 a piece in today's uh, inflation-adjusted dollars. That's about $100,000. Any working-class family uh, can afford to buy a home for $100,000. It's about twice. It's less than twice national median income, uh, with a 30-year amortized mortgage, and for returning war veterans, no down payment. Uh, but uh, only whites were permitted to do so. Um, African-Americans were required to continue living in urban areas, uh, uh, renting apartments, uh, either in public housing or in the private sector. These homes that uh, were purchased uh, by white families um, with federal uh, subsidy uh, over the next couple of generations gained in value, as you all know. You can't buy a home in these suburbs today for $100,000. They now sell for $300,000, $400,000, $500,000, 300 400, dollars dollars $500,000, frequently much more. Unaffordable to working class families of any race, of either race. Uh, six, seven times national median income now. The uh, uh, white families who were subsidized by the federal government on an explicitly racial basis to buy these homes gained, as, the, as these houses gained in value, equity, wealth from the appreciation of the value of their homes. They used that wealth to send their children to college to um, weather uh, medical, or, or emergencies, or, or maybe temporary unemployment bouts. Uh, they use it to subsidize their own retirements. And they used it to bequeath wealth to their children and grandchildren, who then had down payments for their own homes that were otherwise would have been unaffordable to them. African-Americans, who are prohibited from participating in this racially explicit wealth-generating program, continue to. Um, Uh, uh, live in urban areas, as I say, in rented apartments. The result is that today, African-American incomes, on average, are about 60 60% of white incomes. There's a whole other story about government policy that created that income gap. I won't keep you here for another few hours telling you that story. It's a different lecture. Um, African-American incomes are 60% of white incomes. African-American wealth is only 10% of white wealth. And whatever the reasons for the 60% ratio is, that enormous disparity between a 60% income ratio and a 10% wealth ratio is entirely attributable to unconstitutional federal housing policy that was practiced in the mid-20th century, that we, all of us as American citizens, have an obligation to remedy and that we've never even attempted to remedy. It's not that we tried to remedy racial segregation in neighborhoods and failed. We've never even tried. As I said, the civil rights movement um, abandoned the effort of, of desegregation at the end of the 1960s. Well, there were many, many other policies besides the two that I, or the three that I focused on. Uh, one is the use of uh, police protected violence to uh, uh, drive African Americans out of white neighborhoods the use of public housing to create uh, patterns of segregation, the the Federal Housing Administration subsidization of white home ownership in suburban areas, many other policies in addition to those three that federal, state, and local governments utilized uh, to create segregation or sometimes to reinforce informal segregation that already existed. It would have been so easy, so easy to have a different history. They're
6: validating this whole bootstrapper uh uh idea when you know Martin Luther King already he already dispelled the myth around that bullshit where you know basically how the fuck you go and tell a bootless
7: man to pull himself up by his bootstraps. What is it about the Negro? I
8: mean every other group that came as an immigrant somehow not easily, but somehow got around it. Is it just the fact that Negroes are black? That's a
7: part of it, and growing... that grows out of something else. You can't thingify anything without depersonalizing that something. If you use something as a means to an end, at that moment you make it a thing and you depersonalize it. The fact is that the Negro was a slave in this country for 244 years. That act... uh, that was... Uh, A willful thing that was done, the Negro was brought here and changed, treated in very human fashion, and this led to the thingification of the Negro. So he was not looked upon as a person. He was not looked upon as a human being with the same uh, status and worth as other human beings. And the other thing is that human beings cannot continue to do wrong without eventually Uh, rationalizing that wrong. So slavery was justified morally, biologically, uh, theoretically, scientifically, everything else. And it seems to me that white America must see that no other ethnic group has been a slave on American soil. Uh, That is one thing that other immigrant groups haven't had to face. The other thing is that the color became a stigma. American society made the Negroes color a stigma, and uh, that can never be uh, overlooked. So I think these things are absolutely necessary. The other thing is that America freed the slaves in 19, I mean 1863 through the Emancipation Proclamation of Abraham Lincoln, but gave the slaves no land or nothing in reality, and as a matter of fact, to to get started on. At the same time, America was giving away millions of acres of land in the West and the Midwest, which meant that there was a willingness to give the white peasants from Europe an economic base, and yet it refused to give its black peasants from Africa, who came here involuntarily in chains and had worked free for 244 years, any kind of economic base. And so emancipation for the Negro was really freedom to hunger, it was freedom uh, to the winds and rains of heaven, it was freedom without food to eat or land to cultivate, and therefore it was freedom and famine at the same time. And when white Americans tell the Negro to lift himself by his own bootstraps, they they don't look over the legacy of slavery and segregation. I believe we ought to do all we can and seek to lift ourselves by our own bootstraps, but uh, it's a cruel jest to say to a bootless man that he ought to lift himself by his own bootstraps, and many Negroes, by the thousands and millions, have been left bootless as a result of all of these years of oppression and as a result of a society that deliberately made his color a stigma and something worthless and degrading. And I'm also tired of
6: like uh, this 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 story uh, as if. Um, you know immigrants have it hard in their home countries and they come here and yeah we could we could compare stories all fucking day about like the struggle um, but your your struggle like your struggle doesn't invalidate my struggle
1: check it, 15
9: of us in the three bedroom apartment boaches everywhere Cousins, arms was there, four in the bed, two at the foot, two at the head. I didn't like to sleep with John Johnny beat the bed, seven o'clock. Fucking roaches out the cereal box. Two shared the same spoon. Watch a Saturday cartoon. Sugar water was a thing. Every meal was no frill. In the summer, feel lunch held is down like steel. And it was days I had to go to Texas with a note. State and Gloria, can I
10: borrow some food? I'm dead broke. So embarrassing I couldn't stand a the knockin' they door. My friends might be laughing, I spent scamps just stores.
6: And uh, this idea that we can make excuses and we could just be like, "Well, you know, uh, we don't want to try, so let's just go to the government and get a handout." Like, the, the government's not just giving us money. Like, wh- where is this idea coming from?
5: Like, that was the like, racist welfare queen trope, right? Like, oh, we can't get re- any really get really get any help from the government because we're immigrants. Where's all this help that black people can get? If you lose your job, you can get unemployment. But that's only if you have worked a certain amount and everything else. And that's only a fraction of your salary. So we can get that. We can get Sam, food stamps. What else can we get?
6: Sam, we get the same thing that every American can get. And it's not like we can be like, oh, we're going to cash in uh, the, the black American story to get some more benefits. So where that, that doesn't exist we get the same thing everybody else gets and i mean to be very honest if you go like maybe you're not on the federal level but if you go to these local municipalities they're offering benefits exclusively to immigrants like so uh this idea that you just show like especially because these people like these people that come with this we just showed up with like two dollars in our pocket we showed up with no money where the fuck do you show up? Like, you go to a new country, you have no money, and then what happens at, when nighttime comes? Where the fuck do you <laughs> no, go to
5: live? No, no money. <laughs> how about this? How about this? For those of you, if you have never looked into becoming an expat and moving to another country, I need you to do it. You don't get to just come places with no money. Refugees, Maybe. People who come here illegally, maybe. And even then, y'all still be having resources. Cause you still have found a way to get here.
6: And here's so, the ahead. thing. Like when we start at zero in America, like it's it's for real. <laughs> like it, it's like I was born into zero. But everyone seems to argue like there's some some great resource that Black America is being able to tap into that other Americans don't get to tap into and that there's some uh, uh, like some great hurdle in the immigrant story. And can and we I not pres-
5: pretend like some of these communities don't have resources for each other? Can That's we not pretend, right. can we stop pretending like immigrant groups that are already here don't build up networks for new immigrants? This shit has been going on since the white people got here after fucking, um, after the civil war. So are we going to pretend this like um, in the in the uh, Chicago riots video that I put up from 1919, he literally talked about how the difference between the black people who were coming up from the south and the white people who were coming in from immigrant groups from overseas was those people were able to plug into the immigrant group systems that were already there versus us.
3: But in a rare show of solidarity the amalgamated decides to go on strike in solidarity with the unskilled workers who are looking for a pay increase. So this rare moment of solidarity among workers uh, goes off in uh, July of 1904 with about 20,000 workers going on strike, which is about 80% of the workforce. So a really big strike. This uh, threatens the entire nation's meatpacking industry, because this, of course, is the center of the meatpacking industry for America. So, the hackers are not fools. They immediately bring in strikebreakers. And it's estimated that the majority of the strikebreakers, as many as three quarters possibly, are white. So, the Tribune says that they are a cosmopolitan mixture of Negroes, Italians, and Scandinavians. But for the strikers, it's the presence of African Americans as strikebreakers that becomes most infuriating. There's a few reasons for this. One is that the African-American community in Chicago at this point is very, very small. Only about 2% of the population, only about 5% of the meatpacking workforce. The other thing is that the African-American community, as we'll see, is very, very isolated, both physically in terms of segregation and culturally and socially. So when people who are uh, strikebreakers from places like Italy or Scandinavia come to Chicago, they immediately fit into networks of ethnic kinship. In other communities, which African-Americans don't have access to. And in fact, many of the white strike in 1904 would go on to be the core of the union drive that I'll talk about in a second around 1916.
5: So are we just going to pretend like y'all don't help each other?
3: That's, that's are we going to pretend like, thing, y'all don't right? let, like
5: y'all don't let each other live in each other's houses till you get a job and get on your feet? Like that's not coming here with nothing. That's resources.
0: Yes. Like there's black
5: people that can't leave their their family's house right now and get somebody else to let them live with them, get a job and get money to get another place. That's a resource.
6: They have communities here that have resources. And a lot of times they have communities back home that have resources and they can tap into their governments back home in some some instances. Uh, there's a like a wealth of resources, not just the American government per se, but for us. Like, if if we're not getting it from the American government as American citizens and we're starting at zero, there's not no great black community that we're going to be able to tap into. Like, cut it the fuck out. And we can't go to no other country and be like, hey, you need to send aid to us, even though I think that's probably something we probably need to do. Like, reach out to all the countries around the globe and be like, yo, y'all need to send send some foreign aid over here. (laughs) It says America send the foreign aid over to your countries. But um. I don't know. I just I just get tired of this, like this oversimplification of this whole issue.
5: This trope.
4: It's a trope. He gave the game away. He, he he basically was like, in Jamaica, I live better in Jamaica. I have my own room in the house. So he's from the middle class or upper middle class in Jamaica, probably. like. He's like, I live better in Jamaica than in America, but more opportunities. So I like to talk it real exactly. fast. You know exactly. I exactly. Mean? Yeah.
5: And, and yeah. I saw another video with Jordan Sheridan talking to this guy. He was the white guy who started screaming at Bush, calling him a war criminal when he was trying to do like a, a talk or something. And he was like, I would go to Iraq, and these people would be like, You have to pay to go to school? Like all these different things. And he was like, They were you no, know, like, they a lot of them spoke English really well. Like these were a lot of these people were educated people. Like a lot of these people were living a better life than us before we came and fucked up their country. So think you know, about that. Like,
6: you know what's really funny about that? What is it?
5: Okay, we can kind of hear you. You there, Oma? Yeah, yeah, we can hear talking you talking through the wire. You're just really quiet, though.
9: Other headpiece man
5: you hear me now? No. You said you're on a headset? Yeah. Your headset is terrible.
9: Can you hear me now? Can y'all hear me now?
5: There we go. We'll take that.
9: Okay. <laughs> What's going on, people?
5: Welcome, Ola. Up. Say hi to everybody. Man,
9: I, I finally got in. Peace to mud and, and everybody else.
5: Well, we'll we're just going to keep pushing through because we got more video for you. And, uh, uh-huh. yeah, because... It keeps going. (laughs) Academics ain't even a problem. I just, well, you know, I'm tired of that trope, but we gonna keep going with
9: this. Academics is just doing whatever he's gotta gotta do or say in order to stay relevant, he feels. So If he's gotta trash us, he's gotta trash other people. He's taking that Kanye approach. There you go. To say anything, even if it's real coochish and buffoonish, because it'll upset Negroes and you'll be talked about and then whites will like it.
0: When you hear about slavery for four hundred years, for four hundred years, that sounds like a choice. Hey,
5: pretty much it's happening. He sure got our attention. When Kanye said
9: slavery was a choice, them Yeezy sold like crazy.
4: DJ Academics, man, he should be ashamed of himself, man, because he 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 got rich. He he got this whole thing happened,
2: pain and shit like that, like all that war. They war in Chicago. Because you also mentioned that you, you felt you were a little bit repulsed by the fact that so many people outside the culture of Chicago, they, were, they hyped up the music not knowing that real lives were being affected, deaths, and other type of madness happened within the music. And the music was a real life depiction of that. Like, How did you, how'd you feel about that? I-, I wanted to slap you in your face, mm-hmm. honestly. And Ooh. I'm just seeing you here. So I'm like, this is a tame environment. So I would keep it to my words. But I really felt as if people exactly like you sensationalized and, and made a following off of clowning situations that we go through in real life. And I, I think, you know, niggas ain't had no right. You know, you specifically, like, you ain't never have a right. Like, whatever made you feel like you had a, a space to have a perspective on our people dying on a daily basis.
9: Well, cause, ev- well, cause everybody knows that that's what you could do, black culture. Black American culture is free for grabs. You can just be a vulture and really get on. Meanwhile, yeah. you come from cultures that are gatekeeped. There ain't no damn way any of these black people going to be a Dominican, going to be a Jamaican, going to be a Sudanese. You mm. know what I mean? Yeah.
5: Um, yeah. So, Omar, real quick, I need you to tell people your background. That's what I need. I need you to okay. tell people your
9: background. Okay. So people understand okay, where you're my coming from. Okay, my name's Omar, a nephew. I get, so my whole name is Nigerian. My dad's a Igbo. He came here in 75 and he met my mother who's a black American. Her name's Aurelia and they had me. So I'm pretty much a half West African, half Ados, so to speak.
5: Yeah.
9: All right. So but just po- so you know, my politics, my politics are very black American. It comes across odd to people, but you just have to expo- you just have to unmask the the veil that everybody's under, you know?
5: Yes. Thank you. That's what I needed. Cause, cause I know you and you and I have conversations and you're going to go in. And when you go yeah. in, I need people to know, like he's talking about his folks.
9: Well, I, <laughs> if you have African, if you have one African parent or two African parents, whichever one it is, they teach you for the most part. In most cases, there's always exceptions that you're better than black Americans. And also America is land of opportunity and they came from worse. So they have no sympathy for anyone that complains about their condition, especially Black Americans.
5: Well, well, there it is. With that, we're gonna switch back to this video because <laughs> it's gonna get. I already said you weren't here, Oman, when I started off, but I said my uh, my 2022 motto is "Cersei's I Choose Violence." So, yeah, let's rock.
2: Pretty much, you have a like you're behind the whole competition, and if you fail, it makes sense. I think here, people who are born here. Um, it's been so many decades of them being beaten down and oppressed by even still like in politics yeah. that I think it's used to create these areas. I won't say excuses, but these, you know, this is where you get systematic or systemic oppression, right? Where it's like, yo, even if they don't have you in chains, they have these systems that's made for you not to win. So if you don't win, you have a couple of reasons. It's like the postgame interview. I could say A, B, C, D, and E why I didn't win. When
1: most immigrants come over here, if you didn't win, you didn't do it. There's that you can't blame anything And else. this is the thing. As much as people want to say, oh, my God, America, we had racism, whatever. Yeah, I'm not saying that there weren't terrible things that didn't occur in the past. But what I am saying is that we have more opportunity here than other places. This is why immigrants come here, can't speak a lick of the language, can't do anything. And they're they're able to make their way. Or if not, they have children here and they force them to do something. My dad came in the 80s, drove a cab in New York City in Brooklyn, got robbed plenty of times. Uh, he got robbed multiple times. He got attacked. He went into a cast, whatever it is. He did all that to provide a better life for me and my mom. He wasn't going to let us fail. And now my sister in med school, you know, we're, we're, I, I had done a, I was a special agent in Homeland Security for a while. And then I resigned and now I'm doing a podcast thing. And I would not have this deep appreciation for the opportunities.
5: Where in his story did he say that white people came and hung his granddaddy or his daddy? When in that story he did he didn't because our people,
9: ancestors like, oh did oh all my, that. My,
5: oh my, oh my, yeah. think of it like double yeah. dutch, right? Okay, okay. okay. You got to think of it like double dutch. It's a rhythm. So you let people get some stuff out, then you jump in. So it's like, okay, my turn? Yeah, okay, that's it. Right, okay. (laughs) No, it's cool. It's hard to get used to. (laughs) But like I said, nowhere in his story did he talk about where people came for him and burnt down everything that his people that He said he got robbed a couple times by people in the cab. Did anybody come to your house and tell you you gotta leave all this shit that's here right now, and you gotta go. Right now, or else we killing everybody. When we come back tonight, that's it. So anything your parents own, do they have to abandon any shit? Oh no, then shut the fuck up.
6: The greatest struggle that he listed was that his dad got robbed a couple of times while driving cab. <laughs> <laughs> Like we're still owed a debt from goddamn slavery. Like a hundred and fifty years ago, we've been fucking robbed of just free labor. <laughs> and this motherfucker want to talk about like, you know, the, the greatest hurdle his dad faced is, is is being robbed in his cab a couple of times. Therefore, you know, uh, there's nothing to complain about in this goddamn country. Like wow. Like what the fuck are we talking about here? Like wow. I'm saying like we really got to put this shit in perspective that's not even talking about like the redlining issue like which is more recent and then you know we talk about this all the time that city group study that came out saying that you know uh the u.s economy lost 16 trillion dollars in the last 20 years due to racial discrimination like wow. we are constantly being robbed wow it's
4: bullshit. <laughs> it's it's straight it's, up. It's right wing. It's it's a mixture of like trying to be like don't feel sorry for yourself. So it's a mixture. Of, it's like they they mask kind of like this anti-blackness and black self determination kind of kind of thing Ooh. that's what we're doing.
3: So Ooh. they mask
4: like word up. You know we got to do it for self. Like they try to bring that seventies energy back and they. They still really yeah. you know niggas like, you know, I never got no handout, And my daddy got robbed because he drove a cab late nights. It's so a few times he got robbed, but it didn't stop him. I became a, an agent in the Department of Homeland Security and I do podcasts. Yeah, oh, he yeah, he was an agent for the Department of Homeland Security. Got a- Okay, but but you know what? It's, that's that's the way they do it. That's the way that the black immigrants they kind of try to sell it to black people. Like it's shameless. Like it's not. See that? I can't yep. I was eating a biscuit in the, in a hut, and no. Yeah. But it's not like yep. that when you start digging deeper. And if you reveal his story, I guarantee that his cab driver dad probably who knows? He probably was a professional in this country and Sudan. He could. We don't know. You see that? He got a clean say. He just drove cabs. Like hold on. He was a grown man. What was he doing? What was he doing in Sudan? He went to school. with it. How you get here? Who paid for the flight? (laughs) Who paid for the flight? The flight is like a thousand. Who paid for that flight? For real.
5: But the thing about it is this Sudanese man who's talking shit, his real name is some shit I can't fucking pronounce, but he chose his name to be Marvin Gaines. So why do you take on a Black American name as a Sudanese man? Y'all got to stop with this shit. And people sitting around doing fucking think pieces, talking about Black men, but this motherfucker's a Sudanese man. He is not a Black American man. Disaggregate the yeah. debt. All right, let's keep
1: going. And I would not have this deep appreciation for the opportunities and situations I've had here in the United States had it not been my dad constantly telling me, you're in the best country in the world. You're in the United States. You could be back in Sudan being yeah. poor, or whatever it is. And I was like, damn, I can't take this for granted. But here... In the States, people that have been here for a few generations, they don't understand the blessing that they have. So they're fucking pussies. Oh, well, I'm not where I want to be because of
5: racism and because the man is... Excuse me? Yo, bitch-ass daddy ran to the U.S. for opportunity. Hold is on his way. Because he wasn't good enough to make it in his own fucking country. So how dare you <laughs> talk about the people who fought died and built the wealth of this country for your bitch ass to sit here on a podcast with all you fucking immigrants first generation i don't give a fuck to sit here and talk shit on black people who if it wasn't for the 19th if it wasn't for the fucking civil rights movement y'all bitch asses wouldn't even fucking be here fuck you fuck you disaggregate the data and y'all better come get this BIPOC POC shit, cause these black motherfuckers are not black. They are not black Americans. That's a that's a that's a fucking Jamaican, that's a fucking Sudanese motherfucker and a fucking Bohemian.
0: I,
6: here's the thing, Ooh. right? So for the most part, we're talking about people who largely avoided like the brunt of like the worst of the worst of white supremacy had to offer. They and, got here and in her. the eighties
5: <laughs> and the nineties.
6: And since they did not go through this, and it, it just seems odd that they are just gonna say to us like so easily, like, you should just get over it and not expect okay. pushback. Like they think just because they, they're black, like they're tied into our struggle and then they could then critique how we react to our struggle. Like, I'm past this. Like, this shit, like, yeah, we got to disaggregate the data. We got to, look, we got to be real about all of this shit. Um, Black Americans are are the only group of people who could really speak for Black Americans as far as, like, how we should move, like, towards achieving our political goals in this country.
5: Y'all 10% of the population. You don't get to speak for us or on us. You need to shut the fuck up and be grateful. Go ahead, mud.
6: No, nah, I mean, it, that's, it is what it is. Like, look, play your position, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, argue for things that directly f- uh, affect your community, but stop speaking for us. Stop thinking that you can just plug in and say that uh, we're crying about racism. No, nah, you, you you can maybe talk about that in your own community. Ooh. You know, but like, you can't talk about that. I for, like that. For, uh, uh, Black people at large, because, like I said, we have different struggles in this country based on, like, our history, our lineage here, like how far we go back and how how this 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 uh, generational uh, damage has has accumulated in our in our lives. So yeah, and the thing is, it's like they they make it just seem like it's if you disenfranchise people and and keep them impoverished that the only hurdle that they're they're actually facing in life is some psychological thing. Mm -hmm. No, we're facing the hurdle of you disenfranchising us and and, and ostracizing us and and making us poor. Mm -hmm. Like, we got to deal with that. If your poverty comes from the fact that you had to leave your country and you had to immigrate here and you had to start from the beginning, that's one thing. If my poverty comes from the fact that uh, the country enslaved my people, it it, it put my people through penitence, convict leasing, uh, segregation, redlining. That's a turn the blind eye to
5: white racial terrorism when these white people came and stole our land and killed our people.
6: Mass incarceration. Yes. Well, all i'm saying go ahead all i'm saying is that you know we have a different uh relationship with our government and you you can't speak for us you like that's just what it's going to be
5: i'm tired of you fucking first generation you fucking, I just got here six years ago like this bohemian motherfucker. And you feel like you get you got so much to say and you know all about Black Americanness. I'm going to need y'all to yeah. shut all the way the fuck up. So y'all need to just yep. go on and be BIPOC and people of color. And y'all need to shut the fuck up and leave my people alone. Because if some white people were sitting up here talking like this, there, we would have a serious problem. So, so for these black immigrants to be up here talking greasy about black Americans, black Americans, it's time for y'all to shut this shit the fuck down. Why are you watching these? Niggas? If you watch any of these niggas, cut them off. Why are you making these black immigrants rich so they can tell you you a bitch and you lazy? You pay these hoes. Oh, bitch ass Myron Tan for pussy ass. Pussy. Wow. The
9: whole world's going to get an intro to what blackness is. All that flatness is dead. So they're going to get a crash course on what is. And they're going to be the ones that are going to have to start asking these motherfuckers where they're from. Who are they? Who are their parents? When well, did your they get here? grandmama from. But all
5: right, let's get back to this video because yeah. we got quite a bit okay. to go
1: through. Okay. All right, the man is holding me down. And those other fuck shit. No, bro. You're a fucking bitch. You're lazy. You are where... You're not where you want to be because you're soft. Here's the thing, Yo, man. The average just... American... Nah, because I don't care anymore. I'm going to say this shit. The average American is obese, doesn't have $1,000 in a fucking savings account, and thinks that the world's out to get him. Last time I checked, I'm not trying to be the fucking average guy. I'm trying to be above average. To be above average, you cannot have a victim mindset and you need to count the blessings you do have instead of the blessings you don't have. Here in the United States and Western countries in general, everyone wants to be a fucking bitch. This is why so many guys are mediocre. They're soft. They don't have a spine. They let these women fucking bully them. I'm going to say what I want, nigga. No, man. You got to look that bitch back in the face. Shut the fuck up. Who are you talking to? Like that. When that girl's trying to uh, uh, cuss out fresh just now, bro, I can't take you serious. You got three chins. Fuck out of here! <laughs> like I'm not gonna let no fucking oompa loompa talk shit to flesh like that, bro. And she try to keep a race. Y'all are racist. Y'all are coons. Bitch, we ain't gonna talk about race. We gonna talk about how you haven't ran a race because you're huge. <laughs> yo, God damn.
2: Yo, yo, e, 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 you know what's so funny? And, and by the way,
5: man. But but how is she wrong by calling them racist? They're anti-black. These are anti-black yeah. white racist talking points being spouted yeah. off by a Sudanese and bohemian immigrant.
9: Yeah.
5: And Black Americans are supposed to call these people Black like me, and we all yep. supposed to be on the same team. Fuck no, I got enough problems with my Black Americans. Not, I don't have time for Black immigrants out here talking shit and being all some bullshit. Yeah. All right, I'm going to yeah, keep going. Straight up. I had something else, but I forgot.
9: <laughs>
2: uh-huh. By the way, yo, I encourage, you know, um, when people... Get at some of like, you know, even like how you guys think. And that's why i say saying. I lump myself into it because, you know, I've seen like, for example, I don't know if you know t- who Tariq Nasheed is. And I think even that dude, that, that Shabazz dude, I think I've seen people try to sum it up to be like, yo, this is why this is some of the problem in the black community is because these people who are immigrants or from immigrant families they don't know the black experience in America. I don't know. So they, so they come here and they're so ignorant and they basically, when they have platforms, they're not like, you know, kind of on, you ever heard, on code, you get me? And um, I, always, I always suggest that, especially like, you know, black Americans, you got to travel across the world. You know.
5: Where is the lie? Black Americans are 90% of the population. Fuck traveling the world. I don't need to leave America. You came here. What the fuck I need to go around the world for when your bitch ass came here to make money? And also when immigrants immigrate, they normally end up at the same fucking income level that they were at in their own goddamn country. Myron, whatever the fuck his real name is, has not told you what the fuck his daddy was doing in Sudan before he came here.
9: And their second generation uh, offspring progeny end up becoming more like black americans they just fall into that because america is not going to make them white they're just going to fall into the black category no matter how much they fight tooth and nail to be separate from us the more they get into the to the americanized system they'll end up being black that's what always
5: happens yep Facts. all right let's keep going
2: i grew up in jamaica like yo, know, I love when people are like yo, it's so bad here, and I'm always looking at it. And I'm like yo, this is a, this is the best we got. Unless you go to Mars, yeah, nowhere better. Yo, and here's I, the other I, thing too. Like I can't say yo, America? people really don't know that this,
5: this is the best. But people in Alabama have hookworms because they have busted sewage in their backyards. This is the best we have. But you can go through parts of Detroit, and it looks like fucking Baghdad. This is the best we have, but there's a lot of Black people living in third world fucking conditions that would compare to what you guys are talking about, except for the fact that they got shoes that they went and got from the Salvation Army.
6: Um, yeah, because it, it is a thing where no one wants to talk about our homeless people. No one really wants to talk about our people at the very bottom. 50%
5: um, of the Black population is homeless. 50, sorry, 50% of the homeless population is Black. Let me make sure I'm saying shit correctly.
9: <laughs> yeah, but I mean, wow, I don't know. It's That's gross inequality. That's like massive.
5: Yeah. yeah, we could spend top dollar on bringing in new people. Maybe that's a conversation we need to start having. What does it well, mean to Well, they're giving be a these people a and slice of oh, whiteness. Give me a they're not going to. Oh, okay. And quit okay. talking to me about this open borders bullshit and how borders are racist and this, that, and the other. Go tell that to every fucking body else who has borders. If I move to Mexico and I stay too long, they will deport me.
9: Not only that, Mexico didn't even acknowledge this black population until like 2017 or some crazy shit like that. <laughs>
8: They just right. barely
9: acknowledge them on the census, and there's over a million of them. Yes. And they've been there since the 1500s. That's fucking crazy. People of
6: African descent go back hundreds of years in Mexico, but as a group, Afro-Mexicans are largely invisible. A 2015 census is changing that.
5: Because nobody wants their black population. But all right, let's yeah. keep going. We're doing pretty good on time.
2: Don't know that this is the fucking yeah. best. Yeah, bro. If you, if they you, haven't been out the U.S. Bro. yo yo yo, it, yo play this. Uh. If in Jama- yo, it's a luxury to be sitting here and be like, yo, why is the cop talking to him like that? This, <laughs> yo, in a in a foreign country, or actually not fucking foreign, in Jamaica, right? When the cop comes, that's not. Listen, he does what he wants. He's the law. He grabs you, slaps the shit out of you while asking you questions. Yeah, he's not fucking talking to you in a nice tone. He doesn't want to write a fucking report. Yo, she called me here. What are you doing? Did you beat her? And the cops are
5: nice to black people here? What the fuck <laughs> is he talking
9: about? He said and that's how they talk to him out there. They slap the shit out of you while they fucking fuck you up. And that because the cops don't explicitly do that here, he wants to ignore all the ways they do that and more but and they do. To, and he's they to may use not at everybody. Oh yeah, I said I, I said they do that and more. Yeah, I said they mm-hmm. do that and more. But he's, he's purposely he's purposely being a fucking deflection master.
5: This is some shit. Like I said, I want to know I want to know where the where the immigrants who disavow this bullshit cuz anytime anytime some shit falls on the black race, y'all always be talking about accountability and everything else. These motherfuckers right here the way if this is how immigrants feel about black Americans hold your own nuts that's why you see all these black Americans I'm going to ask this question that was being asked on YouTube just a few weeks ago what does immigration do for black people because what I see it does is bring in a bunch of anti-black ass motherfuckers of all colors prove me wrong
6: well I mean we got to deal with the reality like he's he said this is he was comparing america to jamaica and he said this is the best we got so they're not looking at america like it, it's it's something that we need to overcome they're looking at america like it's an opportunity yeah um, but at the same time if that's your mindset then we got to investigate what we mean when we say we because you're not speaking for us like again like this is this is why we got to really disaggregate this data we got to be clear about talking about like ethnicities and nationalities because there's a lot of people that are going in and out of like blackness when it's convenient I'm, I, like yeah you can't You can't come here and then be in opposition to to us like like either especially if you're going to to talk this we shit, you need to be thinking about assimilation like you need to Mm -hmm. get with the program like Mm -hmm. that all cold shit is for real like if we're talking a certain way about our politics, you need to be talking the same way.
5: If you came here Mm -hmm. for an opportunity and you already feel like America is great, you have no interest in making this country better. Are we going to start having a conversation about a lot of people who migrate to this country, immigrate to this country, are not interested in seeing a better version of the USA? They just want to come and get their capitalist peace?
6: They're not trying to shake the boat.
5: No, no. And I'm not fighting yep. for you. And when these racist white people come for you, like Negroes, I'm going to sit and say nothing like you do when they come for my people. We can just all sit around and turn a blind eye to the abuses that come to our communities. But you need our black American struggle to make a case for your bullshit. Like bitch ass Candace Owens who talks about how there's no racism, but her bitch ass Caribbean ass sued and won money off a discrimination
9: lawsuit. 30 racks. 30 racks. Over 30 racks. Like 35K. Wow. Then well, decided I she's a Republican was... overnight because she knows white people are stupid as fuck. That's one thing I give her credit for. She knows that white folks are stupid as fuck and, sh- and that they'll eat that shit up. She knows that. Because no one Weird. with the fucking working brain would fucking believe half that shit unless you're really self hating and you're and you a ahistorical as fuck. She mentions nothing about the policies that created the conditions we're in.
5: Bats. But wants to
9: blame us for it.
5: What are we gonna say? Make love? that makes sense. That's what are
3: we no, gonna say? I love?
6: need I need these people who claim that racism is not a thing anymore and they don't see any racism in the world. I need y'all to stop talking about racism. Like why are you in the conversation? To downplay it if it's not a thing then you shouldn't even just talk about it you should you should go about your business make a career talking about everything other than this but yep. a lot of these motherfuckers who who want to talk this racism isn't a thing they talk this way because they can make a career
9: out of this shit yep it's entertaining to white folks and white folks will throw money at it cuz it helps their argument especially if they can find a black person who agrees with their white racism like you said, they need to stop talking about racism. Candace Owens can't talk about anything other than Black American issues. She doesn't have any depth. She doesn't have range. She can't do that. She sticks to the same regurgitated white supremacist talking points. That's all she does. Stop. She said, what would she say? I stopped thinking like my skin tone. Like she's always saying stuff to get, people, get us triggered. She can't talk about other topics. She can't talk about other topics. She can't even talk about conservatism. She don't even know that much about conservatism.
5: Thanks. So, I mean, I just want to jump back in and just say, like, with this whole um, with this whole little get up and stuff, like, y'all come here, you cosplay us, and then you talk down on us. And I'm going to say what I say about these white leftists, like racist-ass Kyle, bitch-ass Kim Iverson, but at least the hill, uh-huh. she's not living off donations no more. That bitch get a salary now. But, Uh you know, y'all sit here, but you motherfuckers, y'all motherfuckers are sitting here paying this black Sudanese immigrant and this bohemian immigrant to tell you that you ain't shit, your daddy ain't shit, and your grandparents ain't shit because you ain't made it in the country that stole your wealth for generations. And you're making this fucker rich. That's all I got to say. I want to play some more if that's all right with everybody.
2: Wow. Yeah, go ahead. You beat her? What you do? Slapping the shit out of you? He's been He's trying to beat your ass. That he's gonna deliver justice on the street. It's part of the society there. Is it right? No. But what I'm saying is that we're in this country now where it's like, yo, let's go fucking protest. There's no fucking protest for that guy. Yeah, just got your ass beat. Yo. your jaw is like fucking like you know what I mean, like dislocated.
5: Sorry. Okay, I'm i I'm gonna keep going. But he says there's no protest in that country. That's because. I don't want to diss all people from the continent because y'all, but can we say that y'all pussy and ain't got no fight? Pussy!
6: Put em up, put em up! Yeah, I, bragging about the fact that you don't protest for better conditions. Some bitch ass shit. In your own country.
5: Runners. I,
6: I, I, that's a weird ass flex.
5: Black Americans have been oppressed beaten, bruised, stolen from, and we have fought back for everything for you fucking people to come here and tell us that we're just lazy. But you won't fight in your own country. Fuck you. Fuck you. Show me where you was fighting in your own country. Until then, shut the fuck up. You can't tell me shit. You a fuck ass. You are a fucking runner. And you want to come here and tell me and my people who are fucking fighters that we're lazy. You a bitch. And I mean it. And your mama, a bitch, and your grandmama a bitch. 2022, year of ad hominem. I choose violence. <laughs> I'm on some fuck your couch shit.
9: Yep. I concur. Right.
5: Let's we got we got like we got a few more minutes. Let's keep going. Let's see what else. Let's see. Oh, oh, let's go back a little bit though, because Myron did say some fuck shit. So we're just gonna go back like 10 seconds
2: protest. There's no fucking protest for that guy. Yeah. Just got your ass beat. Yep. Your jaw is like
0: fucking like, you know what I mean? Like dislocated. I'll never forget, right? I came here six years ago to America. Bro, I was driving through the, the, the hood. This guy showing me the hood right? I was like, this is the hood? This is poverty? Or this is heaven, because back in Barbados bro, you're on the street nigga. You got a house, you got housing housing projects, you got people paying for your rent. Nigga in Barbados you don't got none of that shit. That being said, I'll never forget bro. I, I had a job at Chick a right? And it was a bunch of us employees there cut that cut that so let's roll back right he said you
5: and the housing projects they paying for you to live what did i just say about the homeless population and that 50 percent of the homeless population is black so what is he talking about we got a whole bunch of black people who don't have homes they are houseless homeless whatever the new terminology is houseless they ain't got no fucking place to stay but you talking about how black people here got it good because they in a housing project and people pay for it. So you're saying they should just be on the street, but we are on the street. You don't know enough to talk about my people. And this is why you motherfucking immigrants and you first generation descendants of immigrants should not be talking about my people. The same way I would not move to your country and start talking about your people or allow my fucking children to tell you how you they how you ain't shit because I migrated to your country with some money or with some resources or with just the fact that my parents had a college education and knew how to fucking help me get through high school so I could someday become a member of the fucking homeland security well, and you notice, the Bohemian motherfucker. Go ahead. I'm sorry.
6: You notice he didn't talk about him being homeless here.
5: Because he can't his people were here. This some chain migration bullshit.
6: Yeah. So I'm wondering, did was he living in those projects? Did he actually
5: actually receive
6: did he actually receive those resources while our people are homeless? Or is he like talking about he lived some middle class life where he could work at Chick-fil-A and just drive to the hood? and criticize the life of the people that are living in in that experience and act like it's not actual poverty.
5: If hard work and determination fixes things, why are you in America? Why aren't you at home? Oh, because there's certain conditions- Because they caught into
9: the American dream, yeah.
5: But I'm saying, are are, are there certain conditions that were created in this country for people to be successful? Like, I'm tired of people. Capitalism does not work without losers. Black people were the designated yeah. losers in this country. Black Americans who descend from slaves, they were stolen from, and they were designated to be the bottom.
6: Well, you motherfuckers
5: get to get here, come here and jump the line. Go ahead, bud, I'm sorry.
6: You know, it's funny that like, they were kind of mocking the idea of like us having it easy um, because we we like have the ability to protest when they have the ability to protest in their own countries, um, like we do, it's just that they, uh, for reasons that we're not going to really get into, they don't really want to do that. Matter of fact, why am I holding back? Like they were scared. <laughs> yeah. that's what it is.
9: They're considered infidels in their country if they protest. You get beheaded, or you get imprisoned, right, or you get like, flogged, or both.
5: We used no, to get hung doesn't. and shot. Quit being pussies. Like didn't 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 uh, didn't didn't whatever the fuck his real name is. Gain say that uh, black Americans are pussies, y'all pussies. Why don't y'all stand up and get your heads cut off and get your shit, get dismembered, let them cut off your junk like they did the black men. That's what happened when but we stood
6: you, up. Here's the funny thing, like they mock us for protesting, but the reason why the conditions are, are actually better in this country, because we actually protested to make those conditions better for black people in this country. So
9: like, <laughs> <laughs> not based on not based on someone hopping in a plane on their own merit and coming here.
6: I'll say it like so they mock us for like protesting, but. Our protesters was actually improved our sh- our situation, whereas, yeah, apparently their situation is not so good in their country. And that's based off what they're saying.
5: This is this is immigrant logic. If you can't make it in your country, it's because you're lazy. So you have to come to my country because you're lazy and you're weak and not willing to fight to make your country better. I hope you feel that sting. If that shit is rubbing your spirit the wrong way, good. That's how I feel every fucking time you motherfuckers open your mouth and talk to me, greasy.
10: Why
9: do you have to talk like that? Well, I'm talking to you the way I want to talk to you. Do you have a problem? Turn off your station
6: talking about this victim mentality shit yeah you like you think you, 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 yeah. think you yeah. could talk okay. crazy to us like we're lazy like all oh, these little average. these little slick comments that they say but the second we we say anything back oh my god we, we're 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 being so hateful but you know I I, I I hope they realize that this is not I don't know what they think this is going to be like the people that are playing this game that this fresh and fit are playing. Um, like we, we outnumber y'all it greatly. Nine to and
5: one, nine to one. Like we if,
6: we, we, if we, if we like really get on some like fuck y'all fuck shit, y'all. It, it, it's not going to re- like really be good. <laughs> so I don't know why y'all want to do this. Like, like if you, if you really feel like, um, you don't understand our struggle just be quiet about it like that's mm-hmm. that's the best thing you could do because this shit it is really is it is radicalizing black people and it goes back to
9: white folks they're the ones who invented this
5: all i know is yeah. i'm tired of people talking to me about punching down from now on remember don't be a don't be a menace
9: <laughs>
5: when, he was, when yep. he was swinging his arms and punching all them little kids I'm punching down like, if this is punching down, I'm punching down like a motherfucker. From here on out, I'm punching down. Cause if y'all little motherfuckers and I'm punching down on y'all, y'all motherfuckers keep punching at my fucking shins and kicking my feet and fucking my knees up. So I'm punching down, fuck you.
6: No, but it can't be, it can't be both. It can't be they're better than us. And then uh, they get to talk shit to us, but that's not them actually punching down. Uh, you know, but as soon as we say something, that's us punching now. In their minds, they believe that they are like so much better than us, culture wise, and and mm-hmm. and you know all this all this other goofy shit. When we mm-hmm. never looked at them like this, the
3: mm-hmm. thing is,
6: is that talking shit about us has been normalized so much that mm-hmm. like no one like bats an eye when motherfuckers do this shit.
9: Mm-hmm. Mm
6: -hmm. And that's
5: why I choose violence Fuck you From now on I'm no longer being nice about this shit If y'all come out and talk trash about us I'm going scorched earth and I'm talking bad about your whole community. And again, if this shit don't <laughs> apply, let it fly. If you ain't out here talking greasy about black Americans who descend from chattel slavery, I'm not talking about you. But if you're not talking to your racist ass people of color and your family and your friends who talk greasy about black people, you still a fucking problem for me. If you are not fighting anti-black racism, no matter what color you are, you are part of the fucking problem and understand that and don't come to me asking me to give a fuck about your brother or your fucking Theo or your Thea and the shit that's going on with their status and they can't come here or shit's bad where they are or they make it deported here, but you'll tell me that your fucking Theo, Thea or your fucking brother doesn't give a fuck about black issues.
6: It is what it is. It's like people just expect to be able to shit on us or like, um, Not even care about us, but then demand some type of loyalty towards towards all of that is
9: at our expense, too. That's what we got. That's what we got to hone in on.
5: It fucks up the employment numbers. And then we don't sit and have conversations about this. If you want me to give a fuck about immigration, then you need to give me a federal jobs guarantee to help fucking adjust for all these jobs that my people are losing. And don't sit there like they're taking our jobs. When, 50, when 40, 50% of working age black men in Chicago aren't working. It's not because they're all lazy. This shit correlates to high immigration and it lowers wages. Create a federal jobs guarantee, pay people $30 an hour, and then we can start having a conversation about your racist ass immigrants. But until then, I don't give a fuck. If you are fighting well, against enough. me and my people and you're not fighting with me and my people, Whatever happens, to you and yours is between you and the government, because you damn sure don't happen with, care what happened with me and mine. Go ahead.
9: That's where the uh, the fun, love, and racism of the of the lefty gets exposed. You start talking about federal jobs, guarantees, and wages, and they expose themselves with that shit.
5: Yeah, it's just the difference of what they push. Like you push them fifteen dollars an hour, but fifteen dollars an hour in a major city is probably. Like you,
0: yeah. you just bullshit. But it, let's yeah. get back to this video. Let's let these motherfuckers okay. keep going. Employees there, and there's this white dude, uh, this white chick, and then like three of the black people on the team, right? So we're all working really hard, we got, I, I, extra time, and like, no time for like promotions, right? So mind you, we're working overtime. These dudes just showing up late, doing whatever, they got promoted. Two of them, two of the black people that were like, yo, like this unfair blah, 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 It's racial, they, they're racist. I'm like, okay, I get to complain, or do better. Mind you, my thought process is, this is a job. I'm working here. I'm I'm gonna do better things than this job. Long story short, five years later, bro, they're still working there. And I made a way for myself.
5: You made a way for yourself by striking lightning in a bottle and having a podcast that the algorithm favored and you blew up. So you're saying because you were able to come here six years ago and your people were established and you were able to work at Chick-fil-A, these other Black people who, like, I was reading articles that, like, when uh, when they start, when they were giving out the little extra $600 money that they were giving out for unemployment, that, like, some people, like, Black people were able to, like, literally take time off so they could go to a job interview to get a better job. Because before, they couldn't even afford to take time off to go to a better job interview, because if they did, their fucking finances would be fucked up. You don't know what you're talking about. A lot of people, I know somebody who was working at Starbucks with a fucking master's degree. It took her six, seven years to fucking get a decent job. And you're talking about a lightning strike. So what happens if this podcast didn't pop off? Where the fuck are you? What would you be doing?
6: And it like, this goes back to that same psychology of like, we don't protest them in, uh, in our home countries is somehow that makes us better like so you're not even interested in like like
5: you're basically saying badly? i'm an american and and that's a good thing because americans protest it's well, as I mean, american as apple pie so you're basically saying yeah. oh i'm not i'm not i don't hold american values at my core and that's a good thing because when i come here you know we don't we don't rock the boat at home all right we got anything oh, else or can i
0: can i go through this some more yeah go through it yeah right. let's do it myself and not being a victim mindset so it's like bro you got a to me either stay where you're at complain or do better and improve look
1: and i, I want to say one thing too is like this isn't just like i want to like that whole mindset thing i'm talking about that's just something that in, in the united states in general irregardless of race whether you're hispanic white whatever a lot of people are just lazy and mediocre you know what i'm saying
5: so you hate americans So you're saying that Americans who have been here for generations, who have been through systemic oppression, Americans who have been through different things where the government has done things to, um, you know, uh, get rid of uh, businesses, have shut down all kinds of things and have killed a lot of some of the white middle class. You're saying that we're just lazy and immigrants do it better? And I'm supposed to be pro-immigration, why? So you're basically saying Americans are lazy and they ain't shit. So it's not just black people, it's Americans too. So you're Mm -hmm. anti-American. Not only are you anti-black American, you're anti-American, but you're making money in this country. And And I get that you were born here, but your daddy's from Sudan. And you are basically saying that Americans are lazy and don't appreciate the fact that they live in the richest country in the world, not understanding that there are certain things being set up. Like you motherfuckers get to come here and get affirmative action. Poor white people don't. But affirmative action isn't for you. I, I'm done. Okay, let me keep... Y'all yeah, got
6: anything else on that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, what's up
5: with the
9: Asians trying to tear down affirmative action?
5: Talking, on, talking about that shit is quick. oppressive. Let, let uh-huh. Mud go real quick. Go ahead, Mud.
6: Yeah, I was just, like, this thing of equating, uh, like, being mediocre or being lazy to, like, a, a victim mentality, like, it the whole thing is that like the victim mentality is like this Republican talking point of saying that um, like the victim enti- victimization of Black America is like a figment of our imagination at this point. Um, and it's, it's something that is in our minds. Um, but the reality is, is that we have consistently been victimized in this country. And like I've detailed this earlier. And if you've been like listening to this podcast, you've heard us go over this over and over again. Um, It is no mystery what has happened to us. So we have actually been victimized. That is something that is completely different than saying, uh, or, or pointing to someone who is like mediocre or lazy and saying they have not achieved something. And even then, who the fuck are you to be saying this about Americans? Like, like, I don't understand why any of us would accept this at this point. H- how the fuck do you come to a country and disrespect the, the inhabitants of that country and think it's cool?
5: This some real shit. Y'all disrespectful as fuck. Y'all are visitors. You are newcomers. You just got here. And you are talking about the majority of black people. I am tired of these non-Black Americans cosplaying as Black Americans. Jesse Jackson, fuck you for this African-American shit. Because you allowed people to come in and graft onto our bullshit. And we know you a whole goddamn ambulance chaser. Can we please put in the <laughs> Josiah um, the Josiah Williams video where he talking about what Jesse did with making up that lie and rubbing blood on his shirt that he pulled from, from the ground? Acting like he was like he got the blood splatter. Yeah, we want to mm-hmm.
10: dig that one up. And I looked from whence that bullet have had to come, the distance of that bullet, and just could feel the wind blowing that day. I say, whomever shot that rifle, who one of the best in the world, he shot one bullet. And I believe that Dr. King had not moved to go back and get his top coat, the bullet would hit him between the eyes. The bullet hit him right here. And, but what happened, what happened, and then Ralph said, so we were going to take him on to the hospital. Jose, you get all the staff together. Three of us saw it, Dr. after he was shot. Three SLC executive staff members. Andy, Ebenath, and Jose William. Those are the three that saw that buddy. Now listen there. So I got in the yard, and I was about to lose my crew, because I was thinking if I could take some molecules out there and make me some guns and kill me some white folks. And one of mine said, now be cool. You're doing the same thing you're promising you'll never do. And I started crying, and then I heard Jesse Jackson say, he told me, Jesse, take our people onto the mountaintop." And that didn't bother me, even though I know Jesse got nowhere near him. And then Jesse said, uh, I held his head in my hand while he died, and that didn't get to me. And then Jesse said, uh, look at my shirt. And I looked around and showed up, and Jesse Jackson's shirt was drenched in blood, and I realized the only way Jesse could have gotten that blood was stooped down on that floor with the Red Motel and rake that blood off that floor and put that blood on him. And I went crazy. I really tried to kill Jesse. They grabbed us and all that, but that hurt me so bad. The other thing was, when Abinatanos came back, says, "No need to pray, no need to cry, no need to nothing. He is gone. It's over. It. He's going to glory." And we called the meeting, the staff meeting, and Jesse claimed to have been ill. And Abernathy told him, Jesse, go ahead to the room and relax. Jesse had to have run like hell that room into that airport because he got out of Memphis to Chicago. All us feeling everybody was still in the motel, cut the televisions on the next morning. And that was Jesse Jackson in Chicago with that same bloody shirt on, telling that same lie. I've never respected Jesse since that moment. So So I just want to say this, the uh, African-American thing, that wasn't
6: something that Jesse invented. It's just something that's been around and like he made it popular in the 80s. So you're saying I can't
5: hate (laughs) Jesse (laughs) Jackson?
6: No, what I'm saying is that like at the time that the terminology was originally invented, it made sense because we were freshly Africans that were in America. So we were African-Americans, but at a certain point that like, as, as time went on and we started changing the terminology, like we started using colored and then we started using Negro and then, you know, it became black. It, it, like that transition to like African-America in the eighties where like he kind of reinvigorated that thing And no one else was really agreeing with that shit. It's just some shit he was kind of pushing along with like his whole rainbow coalition thing. Like this whole multicultural, we are all one thing when like in reality, like he needed to focus on this goddamn community.
5: Yep. But there's no money in that. The money is in that all lives matter shit. That's how you get the money, big money from these corporations. That's how you get people to cut you checks. When you just fighting for black people, shit, it's not sexy and they don't want to give you no money. I knew a well, first person I mean, who used to work at a nonprofit when people would come in with straight Latino shit could get it funded. Straight black shit. Oh, it needs to be people of color, Latino. This is some bullshit. They out here. They out here like you can't do just straight black shit. Oh, that's too black.
6: Well, I mean, we could really get into it because I I partly think that uh, Jesse and Al Sharpton are are a huge reason why we can't, like our our politics has not been fighting specifically for black shit because they started doing this thing where they were shaking down corporations anytime they got uh, uh, sued for racial discrimination and it never became a thing about like fixing the community or uh, like trying to like do something grander politically. It became a thing of like uh, you're going to cut a chuck to Jesse Jackson Jackson's uh, foundation and they're going to say it's OK.
5: Again, please watch on South Park with apologies, Jesse Jackson, because they literally had a whole thing after when Stan March said the word nigger on fucking Wheel of Fortune, where he had to literally go and kiss Jesse Jackson's ass. They took a picture and everything. Please watch this episode. White people know what the fuck is going on in our community. Quit letting these motherfuckers <laughs> pretend like they don't.
6: Yeah, but I mean, it's, it's like everybody played their role in this shit to get us to this point where like our politics are completely diluted and it's not what it, it, what it needs to be to actually work for us.
5: At all. Point blank. period. All right, we got a little bit more. We got like four minutes. Let's see how we do
1: mediocre you know what i'm saying like i said a lot of people are you guys have used a term, together you guys have used a term really for like you know
2: i i guess like you know making excuses i i i've heard you guys say it a couple times like like resist
1: the slave resist the slave mind yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Shout, shout out to, to andrew tate yeah salute to my man andrew tate right yeah. yeah and um like when when you guys are mentioning like you know kind of like being victims and everything like that do, do you feel like is it's just set up here for when you fail you're supposed to just make this a bunch of excuses rather than take accountability.
0: It, it is, in a way, you have a choice to make at the end of the day. And look, am I saying that it's easy to break the cycle? No, it's not. I've not personally been through it, so I can't say if it's easy or not. But I'm going to say this. If you see other people making it that are black, successful,
1: why can't you make it? I don't give a fuck. There's no-
5: How is that any different than what Kenny Wu said? Kenny Wu said that Asians are the spoilers to affirmative action because if Asians can come here and make it, why not us? These are white supremacist talking points. Like, I'm tired of people who ran from their country coming here and talking shit to us. If it's so easy to overcome adversity, no matter what's going on, then why can't you do it in your country? And don't say, well, our country's different because ABC, well, we made this country great. So why didn't you make your country great?
6: I mean, they're going to talk about colonization and then they're going to talk about oppressive governments and
5: slavery, oppression. The U.S. government is oppressive. We have we have a corrupt police state. They have they had black sites in just in Chicago. They were just snatching motherfuckers. Everything you talk about in your country, we have sex trafficking, black women, black men, black children go missing every day. Black people are caught up in sex trafficking. Everything you talk about that happens in your country happens here. The only difference is nobody gives a fuck.
6: Yeah, I mean that's that's basically what it is. It comes down to them um, being able to excuse away uh, um, the issues they have in their countries due to like some oppressive force from it being either, either international or internal. Um, but for some reason, they they believe that they can just ignore our problems. Mm-hmm. They can just jump in the conversation and tell us that our our oppression uh, from our government isn't relevant.
5: Mm-hmm.
6: And then, like I guess, we're supposed to like. Be friendly.
5: <laughs> I don't know what the. Yeah, fuck, fuck you. You you know <laughs> like, different than a white racist. Like, why yeah, the fuck should I fuck care face. about you? Fuck you. Get. Fuck your couch. Fuck your bitch ass daddy, who's a runner. And yeah. if you don't like me calling you a runner, quit calling my people lazy.
6: Yeah. I if, mean, words, if
5: black Americans are lazy people who can't get it together, it. Immigrants are, are runners who were too lazy and too weak to fight to make their own country better. What's good for the goose is good for the gander. If we just going to be out here throwing out disrespect, disrespecting people's families, their countries, their parents, let's rob.
6: No one is like running around here acting like you have to take disrespect. It only like this is only something that people think we have to do. And I don't know if it's because of like the the pacifist pacifist image that they they've they've made out of us due to like the mm-hmm. civil rights thing or the propaganda around the civil rights thing. Mm-hmm. But nah, them days are over. The respectability politics are are done. All those uh civil rights leaders. Like they are elderly, and it's a new generation that's coming in, and we're not, we not talking like them.
5: We're not gonna take it.
6: So, yeah, a lot of motherfuckers better find uh, find some respect for the the, the uh, American Negro, or it's gonna get ugly, Ryan. All
5: right, let's go through these last little three and a yeah. half minutes.
1: Fuck, there's no excuse to be poor in the United States. If you're a man, an able-bodied man, and you're poor living in the United States, you're a fuck up and you deserve to get made fun of because we have so many opportunities here to become successful, so many ways to make money. We have the internet, we have, you have a, bro, you can drink clean water. Like, I don't think people understand how that's a gift in Wait, itself. We, we are here. so focused.
5: Flint, Michigan has had poison water longer than this bitch ass yeah. Bohemian has been in the country. Huh. Alabama has hookworms and sewage in the yards. You have the and internet. Have you been to the south? I'm not talking about Miami. Do you know how bad and expensive the internet is?
6: Oh, <laughs> it's uh, the
5: ex- shit. Go ahead.
6: Not even to mention, like there's that study that says. Uh, to get out of poverty you have to like go 20 or like 20 or 28 years of not making any mistakes to make it out of poverty so like we're talking about like an 18 year old like working until they're 38 making no mistakes like that's damn near impossible like what the fuck are we talking about here And that's just to get out of poverty to like the middle class. (laughs) We're not talking about like, you know, like being a a homeowner or anything like, anything like the average white American is experiencing. (laughs) So I don't know, like, (sighs) these, like, I don't, why are these people talking about shit that they don't understand?
5: Because they can, because they got a big platform being anti-Black and hating women. And I don't even get super into this red pill shit, but these dudes, it's fraudulent ass motherfuckers. Like, they telling people to do one shit and doing the opposite. So fuck them. I'm tired. Like, I am so tired of these motherfuckers coming here and talking greasy to my people. From now on, I am matching energy. That's it. And again, if it don't if it don't apply, let it fly. But again, if you have a problem with what I'm saying and you're a BIPOC, person of color, first generation, second, third generation immigrant, and you, the shit that I'm saying is bothering you, what are you doing to dismantle anti-Black racism? What are you doing to make my children's lives better so they won't feel the way that I'm starting to feel about y'all? Because I didn't used to really have a problem with people of color. But the funny thing is, when you have friends that are non-black American, they tend to tell you how racist their people are.
6: Shit, they tend to show you.
5: Tell me. So, this is the shit I'm talking about. So, all right, we got three more minutes.
1: In itself, we are so focused, especially here in the United States, on looking at things that don't necessarily... We look at the micro instead of the macro. Oh my God, oppression, this is fucked up, blah, blah, blah. And they have that victim mindset instead of thinking like, yo, I need to make something of myself. I got the opportunity of a lifetime. Bro, when I was... Let me tell you something, man. Why I have such a a disdain for people that don't um, accept the blessings that they have living here. I never told this story. When I was uh, was an agent working with uh, Homeland Security Investigations... Right. I uh, I did a lot of uh, investigations involving human smuggling. Yeah. And human smuggling, just in short for you guys to know, is basically when, you know, cr- organized criminal uh, organized criminal organizations basically facilitate the smuggling of illegal aliens into the United States. Most of the aliens that come into the United States come in through Mexico. OK. And when they come in through Mexico, they use a lot of unsafe measures to bring the people into the United States, whether it's trucks in the back of cars, put, put them in the hood, put them in the trunk, whatever it may be. I've seen several dead illegal aliens trying to come into the United States or migrants, whether they drowned out at, uh, out at sea, trying to come here on a boat from the Bahamas, or getting crushed uh, while being in a windjammer of a truck, or being left in the back of a, of, a, of a truck bed, right, in 120 degree weather in San Antonio and dying. I've seen all these people die in the pursuit of the American dream. These people were willing to put everything on the line, spend all their money, to get into the United States.
5: But they have money to get here. We ain't got money to leave. And what the fuck does all that shit have to do with Americans? I'm gonna let him finish his point, but I'm nice. starting to sound like Kanye. That's all All that shit sound like a choice to me.
6: No, I mean, I don't see the correlation between... Um,
5: so because things. we were forced to come here and change, we should be happy. And appreciate what's going on, even though we're struggling. And why is he acting like Black people aren't trying to succeed all the time and failing? Well, I mean, but when you grew up, did your parents ever tell you because you were Black that you could just not do anything and that you were oppressed? And since you were oppressed, you shouldn't even try? Because I was told mm-hmm. I would have to work three times as hard as anybody else to have anything.
6: Uh, no, we were all told that.
5: Um, So where does this lazy, we don't believe that we have to try to work hard? Nobody's saying that we shouldn't work hard. We work hard as fuck and we're not getting the outcomes we should. That's what we're bitching about.
6: Yeah, I don't see. Return on labor. Go ahead. I don't see how, um, like, saying that we don't have certain opportunities in this country can be overshadowed by some issue that people are having as far as like being able to get to this country. Now, I'm not- Which is a choice. Yeah, like I'm not necessarily saying that I, I, I'm i heartless and oh, I don't care about people who have died trying to I care about to people who have
5: died. I care about people who made a choice to come to this country and who have died in the process. Yes.
6: Yeah, I'm not I'm not some heartless motherfucker that that feels that way, but that has nothing to do with what is going on in this country. And if we're going to take it like if we're going to be all the way funky about this shit, um when we had to migrate to this motherfucker through the middle passage, millions of us died. So I don't understand why we are trying to have that type of conversation.
5: Because it just makes Black people seem like they don't, they're lazy fucks because, just because, my thing is, all y'all talk about the struggles that you went through in another country, but your struggles in this country ain't shit compared to what we go through, what we've gone through for generations. Again, Myron didn't say that, that people That people, you know, took, you know, pulled his dad out of his cab, killed him, and set that bitch on fire because he was taking a white man's job. You understand what I'm saying? That didn't happen to him. So, what are you talking about? Yeah. You don't know what you're talking about, and you're just an anti Black Sudanese
2: racist.
5: And you are not Black, and you're not my people. And people get mad Black. What do you mean he's not Black? Black is for the descendants of American chattel slaves. We were African-Americans. We started calling ourselves black. That was never about global diaspora blackness. We could slice in 8 million videos of Africans talking about they did not know shit about blackness and were not black until they came to this country. And now they accept being black. They're not black. They are African immigrants. They are this Whatever his fucking name is that I can't pronounce because I don't want to call him Myron Gaines because he's adopted a black name that's not this the name, real name. Well, I he, mean, he, no, I'm just saying he'll adopt. Go ahead, go ahead, My. Sorry.
6: Well, I was just gonna say here's the thing: people are gonna get confused because they think you're saying something about like his phenotype or his skin color, and it, it, that's not the conversation. What we're no, talking about, ahead. what we're mm-hmm. talking about, is how like the concept of race developed in America and how um, in America, essentially, there was white and there was black people. Um, But the black people um, were essentially the people who who were enslaved in this country. It it wasn't like there was a whole lot of migration of, um, um, black people after slavery into this country until like you know the um 1960s uh so like we kind of became
5: real mud when you look at the numbers it's really the 1980s so when because the 60s a handful of caribbean immigrants came that 80s is when most of the caribbean immigrants came and the 90s is when the africans got here
6: yeah but i mean either way like we are like kind of our own group at this point. Um, and when we say black, we're talking about the group that was, you know, on that pro-black, you know, tip, who who kind of took that on as an identifier um, in this country. Now, people are gonna say like, you know, they're like uh, Stokely Carmichael or, and. You know, all this. Look, there are always going to be a few exceptions because, you know, every once in a while there was like some migration during this time period. But. In all reality, you know, when we're talking about black in the American context, we're talking about the the descendant of American chattel slavery. And now race developed differently in other countries. So this is why other people that live in other countries, they, they don't really fit in with our concept of these racial categories. They don't truly understand it. And that's why you're going to hear a lot of black Americans who, who will say something like, nah, you're not black. Even though, you know, they might be darker than, you know, I might be talking to an African who's darker than you. But in a a political sense, we're talking about the category for the American descendant of of chattel slavery. Um, And that's what we're that's what we're getting at. Black was kind of like our ethnic identifier at one point.
5: Sorry. No, I, I was muted. I said, I agree. I'm sorry. No, you on point. Like you 100% on point. Like, no, thank you for clearing it up. So people will understand what I'm saying. Because a lot of people are new to this discussion. And, you know, mud is trying to speak for clarity and to get people on board. At this point, I'm at this fuck you point And you better catch the fuck up. <laughs> because we've been talking about this shit on our channel for well over a fucking year I went back all the Patreon fucking episodes that I had marked private they are all available at least all the ones that we plan on being available so you need to go back and catch the fuck up because we've been talking about this race and ethnicity shit for a while
6: well I think that you know um, it's just confusing And, and like the way terminology has developed in this country is very very confusing i mean we clearly understand the group of people that we're talking about it's just that we in america we've had such a fucked up concept of race that this whole this whole thing has 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 like it's just been made and it's just so fucking confusing like if you don't if you're not fully immersed in it because when we talk about race, we think so much about physical characteristics in this country instead of like thinking about lineage or heritage or like anything of that. And honestly, we need to kind of drop the whole race thing and talk about ethnicities and, you know, and that way it would be an easier conversation.
5: Yeah, but a lot of these white people in the South are no longer an ethnicity, they just white. They don't even know where they come from no more. They are legacy Americans, they are legacy white Americans, the yeah. same way we are legacy Black Americans. And if you're not following this legacy conversation, how do I know if I'm a legacy American or not, whether I am Black, white, or whatever? Were your people here before the Civil War? If no, you were not a legacy American. If your people got here on, on Ellis Island and you one of them Ellis Island motherfuckers, you are not a legacy American. You're an American, but you're not a legacy
6: American. <laughs> you're an Irish American, a German American, Polish American. You you just got to figure out your ethnicity.
5: Y'all got to figure some shit out. Y'all need more culture because all y'all do is bite black culture. Like white culture is just the watered down version of black culture.
6: And shit, I would rather be Italian than white anyways. Right? Well, shit, Irish too. Like, I like. I think of something specific when I think of Irish. I don't think of anything
5: specific when I think of white.
2: Facts. Facts.
5: All right. Two more minutes. Less than two minutes.
1: Just for the opportunity to have that we all squander here and cry the fucking internet. The man's holding me down. Shut the fuck up, bro. There's people that are dying to come to this country, I've seen their faces. I've seen them dead out in the brush. I've seen them dead in the back of the bed of the trucks. I've seen them dead in the trunk of the cars from heat exhaustion or whatever, trying to get here to make a better life for themselves. whether it was one member of the family that went and spent all his savings to get here so that he could send the money back to his family, or it was a family of five or six crossing, into the, uh, crossing together, getting killed by coyotes out in the desert. There are people that are literally sacrificing every, everything to come here, and we're over here Crying about opportunities that we squander and that's why I have no sympathy for anyone that's able-bodied in the United States That's a bum saying it's the man. It's not me. So shut so, the fuck up. So what some people would say they would say hey, listen well
2: again, it goes back to you guys being you know immigrants in a way because if If your family right if mm-hmm. generations and generations of your ancestors That got brought here in slavery. Yeah built this country and everybody else has all these things and you're starting off like uh, uh, centuries later in maybe like close to where you were centuries back then it's not fair right
1: like, do you want to say that point? No, I get that. But we have things in place now that are, are helping people that were discriminated against in the past.
5: That's a lie. What the fuck? What things, bitch? It's going to bitch-ass motherfuckers like you. It's not going to the Black Americans who descend from chattel slavery. It's going him, to immigrants who talk shit.
6: Let them cook, because he's going, he's going this, to say bitch. it. bitch. Nah, he pretty much said it, though. Like, these opportunities that he believes are out there are not are, for us.
5: No, he's, for you're taking advantage of, of mm-hmm. this.
6: For people of color and, and women. And women.
5: Exactly. Exactly.
6: Even he knows no. the game.
5: Yeah, but he just says it like, oh, no, it's all good. No, it's because you motherfuckers got here. You motherfuckers got here. They promote you because you're anti-black as fuck. Who would you rather sit around as a white male? Who would you rather sit around and hang out with at work? Myron, who's like niggas ain't shit and black people are lazy or a black American who will tell you their day to day life stories. Okay, this is about making white people comfortable. I literally saw this video of this Latino dude when he was talking to Ortiz, who just wrote that book. She originally wrote a book called um, The Indigenous People, the History of the Indigenous People's History of the United States. And then now she just wrote a book talking about America is not a nation of immigrants. And she literally talks about in this book how like, how like you guys came here as colonial settlers. So for you to like come here to take advantage of the spoils while disrespecting the people that were taking advantage of, this is like some bullshit. Like I've had it. You got anything? Let me. I'm
2: gonna play these last little 30 seconds. Yeah, let's go ahead. Built this country, and everybody else has all these things, and you're starting off like uh, uh, centuries later, in maybe like close to where you were centuries back then. It's not fair, right?
1: Like, do you want to say that point? No, I get that. But we have things in place now that are, are helping people that were discriminated against in the past get ahead. Nowadays, if you're colored or you're a woman or whatever it is, you are uh, jobs are incentivized to hire you, especially in places where it's dominated by what? White men. Right. Law enforcement, engineering, etc. All these job markets, right, that are male dominated are incentivized to hire minorities and women. When this So whole-
5: that's the thing. So he brought up engineering, right? engineering how the fuck do i become an engineer if my mom or my dad can't help me with math homework in middle school and high school i don't there's some shit there there are underlying things that make it possible for people to be able to do the things that they do this is some bullshit and i'm tired of you motherfuckers
6: yeah i mean there is a lot to that path um that, a lot that leads up to that path of uh, getting into STEM or any of the shit that people think is just like you have the choice. You could just hop into this, and it's like, mm, mm-hmm. nah. You have to, you have to grow up in a stable environment. You have to ha- go to a, a good school. Um, you need adults that actually give a fuck around you to to make sure that you're actually learning things. Like you need to have. I don't know, like so much shit that leads up to being able to go to college and, and, and enter into certain fields. And people just want to make it seem like, no, you just and it's probably because, you know, a lot of people have these lives where they don't experience much struggle in America. Like all of their struggle, if they experienced any struggle, was before America.
5: And but I want to jump in here too, right? Because I'm a suburban black, right? I'm a middle class black. Most of my struggle came in like the last nine years, and that's because I decided to be with the person who was like from the inner city who didn't have shit, right? So I decided to be with a poor, with like a poor, uh, with like a poor urban black versus another like suburban black who's like boomer hooked, right? And my experiences growing up are completely different than his experiences so you basically have these middle-class fucking immigrants coming over here and moving into middle-class neighborhoods and living middle-class lives not experiencing the black struggle telling black americans to shut the fuck up but they got to jump over us Talk about well five or six of us will move over here so five or six of y'all will move over here and move into a house and then y'all will save up money until everybody gets their own house. you be like, well, why don't black people do that? Because we did that shit. <laughs> we've done it so many times.
6: And we've been drained of money every single time.
5: Especially because we might get a subprime mortgage or some other shit. And how do y'all come over here and just be buying houses?
6: Well, it's partly because they didn't have to do like, like our our grandparents and our parents had to do where they had to pay these, they had to do these contracts to get Mm -hmm. like like ownership of their houses. And they're like basically paying somewhere like double what the average motherfucker would pay for uh, the same house in that neighborhood. And then that house never holds any value. So basically you just put all your money into this house. And then when you die, if your kids want to sell that house, they're not actually going to get any life changing money out of it. It's just going to be like enough to allow them to live for a few years. Okay. Like, it, like it's, it's this, there's so much that goes into this conversation that if you haven't like experienced it or actually did some research to actually know what the fuck you're talking about, um, you would have no idea. And a lot of these people just have no idea but want to speak like they're
5: experts. I just want to be allowed to sit around and talk about other groups like this. I want to be able to sit around and talk about Mexicans like this. I want to be able to sit around and talk about women like this, LGBTQ, lions, tigers, bears, kitty cats. Like, I just want to be able to sit and just disrespect a, a group of people and all day people, even though I don't know shit about their struggle and I'm not part of them. And, and we're like you said, we're done with this PC shit. I don't give a fuck if we sound like Republicans. You can no longer disrespect me and my people and I have sugar in my mouth for you. I'm going to bring back the same level of vitriol and don't come and be like, well, it's not all of us. Okay, then I want to see your community come back, come out and disavow these people. Until then, I can only judge you by your institutions. And like these motherfuckers are black immigrants who are anti-black as fuck. Who have a whole platform where they're talking about how they don't like black women, they're talking about how black Americans are lazy and they can't get their shit together and just talking about how our am- Americans are lazy. The vitriol, the way he talks about Americans, this is xenophobic as fuck.
7: Well
6: shit. Here, here's what I really want to see. Show me your organizations uh, that represent your communities and show me their initiatives that are for reparations. That's you what live in really minnesota
5: what are the somalis doing on reparations
6: i haven't seen a guy the only groups i have seen japanese that are, ju- that are doing shit for reparations are the japanese and i've seen some jewish organizations yes that's that's about it
5: so everybody else can hold their nuts
6: But, yo, uh, I'll go ahead and put this out there. If there are organizations um, out there that we don't know about, uh, send us an email. We'll we'll shout them out. We'll show them some respect. And then, you know what? We'll we'll put it out there to the community. Like, yo, we got to lay off of these people. We're not going to talk because they are actually in the fight with us.
5: But until then, I'll see it and quit bothering me, quit trying to tell me that I should be here and fight for you and I should be pro this and pro that. I'm pro black. I'm pro black American descending of channel slavery. And anybody who talks like these three motherfuckers is my enemy. And I am done pretending like people are not my enemy. I'm tired of this shit. I am drawing lines in the sand and all this. We got to sit here and key, key, key and just get past shit. Nah, fuck you. If you're my enemy and you're working against my people, you're my enemy. And if you don't like it, I don't give a fuck because I don't need you anyways. Is that it? Are we done? Is this a done data? We did our thug, fizzle, bud, two episodes, four hours. <laughs> Boom. All
4: right.
5: All right, peace and chicken grease, y'all. Y'all can be mad at me. Don't fucking, don't come to my Twitter and bother me. Don't email me and bother me because I may tell you to go fuck yourself. Because I don't care anymore. Like I'm tired, yo. Like I'm beyond tired. You don't care about me and my people. I don't give a fuck about you and yours neither. And for the individuals, when we get reparations, you know, y'all know, you need to come flock with the Negroes like the, Native, like the white people did with the Native Americans that's it that's it but as for everybody else if you're if you're fighting against me if you're talking like this if you're talking like a racist white person fuck you fuck you fuck your platform and if you're a black american descendant of chattel slavery that's feeding these hoes who say your people are lazy and pussy what type of self-hating black american descendant of chattel slavery are you all right that's it. Stop making people rich who hate you. All right, yeah, but exactly. I'm tired of shit. <laughs> the
1: booze is kicking in.
5: I'm just like fuck.
2: Pure African. I'm not an African American.
7: Like like this boy said, like I'm not a nigger. I, I came here with a flight. I didn't come to America with a ship. <laughs> so there is a difference, you know. There's a different blood flowing in our strength. So he can't, he, he, he can't say uh, this is not the toughest fight. He
8: know. He knows. He weighed in at 201 half pounds, undefeated in his campaign in the ring with a record of 13 wins, no losses, 11 big wins coming by way of knockout. Introducing the undefeated bulletproof, Brandon Glenton. Welcome the undefeated world ranked cruiserweight contender, introducing the Nigerian pit bull, Efe
3: Slowing down is such a small thing, but it makes a big difference. Was, oh, oh, in this fight He's out! Big hook,
9: and down let's take another look
3: at how it all
8: happened big hook and then the right hand and when you're on the ropes like that and you're being held up by the ropes that is a knockdown
3: and that's when the bell rang so Gary Mizwa jumped in there but here it is again there's the hook
4: Well, let's see if Glenn can close the show right here, bro.
10: Until you do right by me, everything you think about is going to crumble.
4: You're now, tuned in the reset race. Uh, uh, you are in the reset race. You now tuned in the reset race. Put em back on the grill again. We them Put em back on the grill again. We grilling them. Put them back on the grill again. We grilling them. Put them back on the grill again. We grilling them. <laughs> we grilling them. Grilling. Back on the grill again. We grilling them up. Uh, you are listening the reset race. Adolphs need reparations to make America, make America great. great. Uh, you're tuned in to reset race. We no longer stopping while others eat off our plate. No, you're listening to reset race. Before we focused on our justice plan. We know what is at stake. Uh. You're tuned in to Reset Race You find out who really felt justice and really who we fake On the edge, go back to U.S. Southern plantations Penny is Jim Crow and mass incarceration Redlining lynchings, we are old from What's this old? nation you not about justice if you ain't for reparations uh, M.G. the wise one, cousin mother intellectuals Samantha bringing fire, anti-black repressing uh, No permanent friends uh, and no permanent enemies uh, The backbone of the country, uh, the win. you need our energy You uh, gon' see, listening to Reset Race you now tuned in the reset race. Uh, uh. You're listening the reset race. You're now tuned in the reset race. Uh, put them back on the grill again. We grilling them. Put them back on the grill again. We grilling them. Put them back on the grill again. We grilling them. <laughs> them back on the grill again. We grilling them. <laughs> You're listening to Reset Race. Adolphs need reparations to make America great. great. Uh, You're tuned in to Reset Race. We no longer starving while others eat off our plate. No. You're listening to Reset Race. We focused on our justice claim. We know what is at stake. Uh, You're tuned in to Reset Race. You'll find out we're really about justice and really who fake.